Hello and welcome to another episode, finally, of Scaretroducing, the horror movie podcast for horror virgins. There we go. I figured it out. Oh. That's the tagline. That's it. There you go. After two years. <laughs> no. When did we start this? 2019? Uh, I don't know. Three years. Four years. I don't fucking remember how many years. <laughs> After several years. Several figured years. out the tagline and I've just knocked something over, so there's a bang. Um, we yes. have a special guest. We do have a special guest, <laughs> which is Rita the dog. The dog. Rita the dog. <laughs> Who hopefully doesn't bark on Mike in this episode. Uh-huh. But if you heard a sound or like a scratching or growling or... It's not our Something being destroyed. Yes, yeah, it it's just Rita. It's just she's, Rita. She's so cute. She's adorable. A but... wee cocker spaniel yeah. that we are dog sitting for... Just over a week. Over a week, yeah. And yeah, first night. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we tried hard to put in another room and then she started crying and then barking and Callum got a little bit mad because like, we have neighbours. We, we live in a flat building. We can't um, have barking at two in the morning. And then we put her, we put her bed in our room and she kind of wanted to go in the bed now and Callum got a little bit annoyed so we switched places in the bed so I could deal with Rita and yeah it's been fun uh, we woke up at 7 30 today right. we, so, we normally woke up five to nine when we start working in the morning so yeah we were super starving at nine when at nine we we're just like oh, what time is it? did you say we were super starving is that yeah. what you just said yeah what do you mean by that so like, you're starving at nine? Yeah, I was. You were. Starving? For food? Yes, you were. You're like, oh, I'm starving. I was like, Yeah, but okay, that was because I didn't have any dinner last night. That wasn't because I woke up at 7.30. Oh, well, I kind of was. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, also, I I kind of, the, the, the story you just painted there, I kind of <laughs> sound a bit like a dick that I was getting really mad with the dog. I wasn't getting really super mad with the dog. I just, the reason we've been off for the last however many weeks it's been, <laughs> over a month, and we cancelled a few episodes that we had said we were going to do, which, just follow us on Instagram, you will see that we posted about them. Well, first of all, it's because we're not professional and life got in the way. Yeah. So just pause while the audience is shocked to learn that we're not professional at this. Um, life got in the way... I was hungover one day, so I couldn't record. Then we went to London, if you remember that. That seems so, so long ago, but we did. That was that was one reason we didn't yeah. do an episode. Um, and then, then we got, we got sick. sick. Thanks, thanks to the tube. And then, and this is the point I'm really, like gearing up to, I had an episode. I had a seizure. <laughs> I was like, an episode of what? Uh, a fit, a seizure, uh, I don't know what else you could call it. I blacked out and... He turned into a zombie. Uh, yeah, apparently. And then ended up in the hospital and things like that. So when you say you got a little bit mad at the dog, it's just over the last week, I have tried my best to have... Well, I say tried my best. I haven't had any alcohol until tonight. It's the first glass of wine I've had in over a week. Yeah. I've tried to have you know, a lot of hydration, keep myself hydrated. And I've tried to have good sleeps. Mm -hmm. That's what I just, yeah. I, until I can actually get 
you know, medication from the doctor, which is on its way, it's en route. Until then, I'm trying to be healthy. And so... Says the person is having a glass of wine right now. I know, anyway. <laughs> that's the first drink I've had in over a week. I know, it is. Right. That's relatively healthy. Mm, yeah, it is. It's good for your blood or something. What is wine? Yeah. So anyway, so that was why I was a bit mad with the dog. I wasn't mad with the dog, but it's just like, I need to get to sleep because I, I don't trust myself anymore. I've had one seizure before, a couple of years ago. They didn't find anything. They said it's a one-off event. Here we are two years later. It's not a one-off event. Now, it might not be, uh, you know, epilepsy, or I don't know, but it's not a one-off. Yeah. So that was why. So that, if just in case you were about to turn off because you were like, this guy's a dick to the dog. No, I love this dog. He's super cute. He's super cute. He has eyes that you can't say no to. to get to sleep. Anyway, we're not here to talk. It's not dog talk. It's not. I mean, after skipping so many episodes and we talking just about dogs and life and whatever, no, we're not talking. We we need to talk about movies now because we haven't been talking about movies. We haven't been talking about movies. We've still been watching them. Oh we yeah, been oh talking definitely. About them. Oh yes, because now Calum. Oh my God, Calum has access to the world, <laughs> the world of movie and cinema. It's in his hand. Thanks to a VPN. Yes, so yeah. we are paying for a VPN. Joining friends, like sharing this VPN, and you're loving it. Yeah. Like So on Friday the 13th, I, for the first time in my life, I watched Friday the 13th. I'd never seen it. It was one of the, one of the big horror classics I've never seen. And I thought, what better time to watch it? Let's go on, check, just watch. Where is it on? Oh, it's on HBO Max in Argentina. <laughs> oh, I've got a VPN. Let's just change my location to Argentina. Log in HBO Max. Sorted. And I watched Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. And I wasn't that impressed with it. I've got to say. It's oh, not, yeah. You said like... Halloween, that, Halloween is 10 times better. That's the one with the mom. The mom is a killer, right? <laughs> ah, come on. You can't. You can't. And don't tell me spoilers. No, no, that's not a spoiler. Oh, I'm I laughing because I'm pretty sure. Did I not tell you that after I watched it, and you're now passing it off? Or was no, it my dad? No, no, I told my dad. I told my dad. I watched I it from the. I mean, it's because my dad was like, "What one's that?" And I said that. That's what no, 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 no. I thought you were trying to pass that off as your own. Actually, no, no, no. I heard long time ago about it. Like, oh, it's not even. It's Jason's Jason's Voorhees. Yeah. it's Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees is but the then, original killer. In the movie, in Scream, they Correct. mentioned that, like, oh, that's a trick question. Because the killer is like, what? Tell me, what's the question? Who's the Who's killer the in killer the Friday the 13th? Yeah. Oh, that's a trick question. No, no, Or no. I don't know what she says, but. She gets killed because of it. Oh, okay. Drew Barrymore gets her boyfriend killed because she gets the question wrong mm. in Scream 1996. Oh, okay. And then in Scream 2022, Izella laughs because they say that the Babadook oh, is better I love than that. movies. I love the Babadook. <laughs> so, anyway, we are, one, healthy, two, back to watching as many films as possible, at least I am, and three, here to talk about a film, a brand new film, a new release in the world of cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, you know, going with the tagline that I just came up with for our show, the first question I'm going to ask you, horror movie podcast for horror movie virgins, Firestarter, 
yes or no, is this a good jumping on point for someone who is not a fan of horror movies? No. In your opinion? No, it's not. Right. Very briefly tell me why you think that. It's not... I, I didn't find it... Where's the horror in this movie, for a start? Okay. okay. Well, it's like sci-fi horror. So it's it's closer to sci-fi, I would agree. Yeah, so it's but not it like... I wouldn't... Yeah, it wouldn't be there. Right. Or this genre, like, sci-fi that you're saying... So you don't think that that's a good place to get someone to start? No. Because it's not full-on scary. No, I will show, for example, The Conjuring. Oh, to right, start. Okay. That's, in my opinion, that's <laughs> fucking oh, terrifying. Oh, oh, you mean like it's too much to handle? You want something mild? No, not necessarily. No, but I'm, I just think ask, I'm just asking your opinion. It has all the, you know, I, I, I will think The Conjuring is a good movie. Or Annabelle. Um, <sighs> Annabelle's rubbish as hell. Do you not think it's scary? The first... I'm, I think it's alright. The first one is not a good movie, though. The Conjuring... I understand your point. I'm just saying I think The Conjuring maybe t- might turn people off because they might think, oh, it's far too scary. Whereas this, I can see the aspect of... It's one. Let, let's no, just analyse it. One, it's Stephen King, right? So that's... It's like a starting point for... Uh, What's the word? Like, like to go down a rabbit hole. No, for example, if you want to introduce one of Stephen King one, Pet Cemetery, I think is better. Which Has Pet more... Cemetery? Well, I haven't seen the original ones. Yes, you have. No, I, I haven't. Oh, have I? <laughs> <laughs> What's the very first episode we did on this podcast? I don't know. Pet Cemetery, <laughs> the original one. That's the first episode of Scare Producing is Pet Cemetery. Then we did Pet Cemetery 2. Then we did the, the remake from a couple of years ago. Well, Remember, we used to do franchises. Doesn't matter which one it is. But, but you I have think, seen it. Okay, I've seen it, apparently. Doesn't matter which one it is. I think it has more elements of magic, horror, yeah. like zombie or whatever. Okay. Whatever you're going to go. This one doesn't. It's just powers. They have, like... Mental, like mental, uh, mind powers. I don't know, telekinesis things. Yes, it's just. I, I, I mean, I see. That's more like a Stranger Things thing. That yes, it has fact. Stranger Things is more like a horror because it has monsters. I think than just the moving objects with the mind and things like that. It's interesting, but I don't think it's horror. I wouldn't introduce someone like Pet Cemetery if you're picking Stephen so King. You, so. If you're starting a Stephen King rabbit hole, you're suggesting Pet Cemetery. Yes. Which is a good place to start if you want to listen to our podcast, because the first episode we ever exactly. did. Exactly, there you go. See? I'm super smart. Interesting. Okay, I kind of see your point. I probably agree with you. Um, but I agree with you. The re- I, agree. I agree with you for different reasons. As in, if you were to give me this sort of... Um, synopsis shall we say which let me just get it from imdb a young girl tries to understand understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind right mm-hmm. you give me that synopsis and you i've never seen a horror movie before and you say on oh, it's stephen king and everybody knows stephen king you know the name yeah like, eh, that maybe you know get my 12-year-old son or daughter or, you know, young kid. Mm -hmm. This might be a good starting point for them. To me, the reason it's not 
is because the movie is not good. It's not good. It's bad. It's bad. It is bad. So, before we go any further, just to let anyone who's never listened to us before, there will be spoilers. Okay? So that's your warning. Turn off now, if you so wish. And if you haven't, I don't know. And if you don't mind, then keep listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Welcome along. So, it is a remake of a 1984 film, which I have not seen. I and I didn't know. Starring Drew Barrymore. Speaking of Drew Barrymore from Scream, Drew Barrymore from Firestarter in 1984. And I told you this, and you said something like, Drew Barrymore was a thing. Yeah. Or something. What did you mean by that? Like, yeah, she's a thing. Like, she was a star. Oh, she was a star. Like, like a, a child, child star. star. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she was in E.T. I know. You've never seen E.T. I've never seen it, but I know she's in that one. And now in this one that you yeah. mentioned, I was like, oh, I wonder which other movies she is in. I mean, I mind a lot, but yeah, she was a yeah. star. Like, a child star. Yep. And she I, turned out to be fine then. Did she, did she not go a bit crazy no. at one point? Around, like, before Charlie's Angel, do you mean? Yeah, was she, I well, remember crazy, was she not no, just like a bit of like a rebel, like like, like Angela Jolie, Jolie, like a bit of a party? Yeah, animal. no, she just didn't want to like wear dresses and all that. She was more like a, I'm going to wear jeans to a red carpet, more <laughs> like rebel in that sense, I will say. Right. Which, Which isn't really a rebel. Yeah. No, I, I think Drew Barrymore has yeah. done the whole sex, drugs and rock and roll thing. Oh. Well, maybe, but she turned out fine. She did turn She out has fine. her own children she, now. Correct. She has her family. She, like, I think there was a um, line of work, cook, thing, Cookware. cook, yeah, really? things, something like that, or like a, or a book about cooking and things. Yeah, she's fine. She is good for her. I like and I like her. her. Yeah. I, I love her in Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Love that Bring show. That, that, show that, back. that, yes, that's that, a good, that's a good, that's a good to horror. Point for horror eh, virgins. Yes, because it's funny and still has like, oh my god, like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a movie though. though. But anyway, so yes, nineteen eighty four Firestarter, a horror movie, Stephen King, um, adaptation starring Drew Barrymore. Originally, it was supposed to be directed by the great John Carpenter who obviously is famous for things like already mentioned Halloween. Um, and, of course, The Thing, which is arguably the greatest alien movie ever made. Maybe Aliens? I don't know. I prefer Aliens to Alien, but that's not the point. The Thing is unbelievable. But The Thing absolutely bombs when it is released. It tanks. People despise it. There's like a really famous headline. I can't remember if it's like... A famous cinema magazine or something, and it's like, is this the most hated movie of all time? Like, people hated the thing. Okay. To the point where it's now considered a classic is like, it's such a swing. Like from, a cult? No, it's now like a grady, like everybody agrees this is like one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Um, so it's such a swing in reception. But anyway, he's coming off the back of that, and he's originally going to make Firestarter, and I'm not entirely sure if he's kicked off the project because of how the thing is received mm-hmm. or he decides he doesn't want to do it but anyway he doesn't end up making Firestarter instead he makes a different Stephen King movie he makes Christine which is about the killer car which is okay it's got some great bits in it though it does have some great okay. bits in it 
But anyway, so that's the route that John Carpenter's career goes down. And Firestarter is just like the lost project because the film that is released, as far as I know, I've never seen it, is supposed to be boring. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Is It's not terrible. It's just Same with the book? dull. I, I don't know. I've never read the book either. But have you heard anything about the book? No, I, I haven't actually. But Stephen King, I need to be in the mood to read Stephen King. Again, I like Stephen King short stories. I, yes. It goes too deep into details. <laughs> I, that was me um, and a couple of friends at Scottish Water, Connor and Hannah. We used to have this bit where we would just talk about Stephen King. You'd be reading his book and then he would be like, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're walking down the street and they bump shoulders with just a random passerby. And then you get 40 pages on the random passerby. And, and their life and, and their backstory. Oh. And they're like, they've nothing to do with anything. <laughs> or just de- describing how the sweater was made. It was rough in the skin. Those kind of sweaters that you know, like your mom wore and back. And yeah. they're like, what yeah. are you talking about? Why are we talking about my mom in the 70s? <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I have, st- I have read some of his novels. And some of them, I feel like that. Where I'm like, Jesus, I just wish this was a short story. And others... Like, it, I loved it, the novel, and it's mm-hmm. so fucking long. But conversely, everybody tells me this stand is his masterpiece. I am struggling to get through it. I've been reading it for, I think, over a year. Yeah. So those are the two where it's like, you know, it's a push and pull if I'm not in the mood. But I love Stephen King adaptations. Like, I lo- like oh, it's a movie of a Stephen King book. I'm going to go and see it. Oh, like He's just the, synonymous with, like, horror culture. I, I really like their room... No, is it room? Room something, three... Right. Is that yes. You're talking about um, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. But there is a documentary called Room 237 about people's theories on The Shining. It's not that good. Oh, and then it's not. But Doctor Sleep is the one with Ewan McGregor. No, there's one. Oh, no. I know what you mean. Sorry. Room uh, 1408. 1408. With Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Yeah. That one. And John Cushack. Yes. Is that Stephen King? Yes, it is. Yeah, I really like that movie. I think that's It's really about the mind. Well. I think that's in Nature. Yes, I think so. Yeah. It's Which really I'm currently really reading. Oh, uh, yeah. And Or Everything's Eventual also is really good. And The Night Shift, yes. Totally recommend. Yeah, that movie, I really liked it. I remember... Like yeah, about everything way, about tricky mind things yeah. happening. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. Yeah. Pet Cemetery, going back to that, is probably my favorite. Or uh, it. Kid, uh, kids, kids from the cornfield or how's it called? Children <laughs> of the corn. <laughs> kids from the corn. <laughs> because I'm translating it in Spanish. Los what niños, los Spanish? niños del maíz. El niños del maíz. I mean, that's literal, yes, but it just that's what so I was silly. trying to translate, and I didn't know what was the name actually in English. The first time I'm trying to say, that's, that's the, very the kids good. from like the yeah. cornfield, or corn. The corn. That is also in Night Shift, mm. which I'm reading. I've seen which ones are coming yeah, out. Yeah, that one is, well, I mean, I haven't seen that one since being a kid, since I've been a kid. I, I remember being creepy. I remember, like, because the kids randomly appear in a right. cornfield, and I'm like, what? I remember freaking out about that. So yeah, so anyway, so Firestarter, I don't know what the reception is for his novel. I just know the reception for the movie is, eh, it's kind of, eh, and it's forgotten about. 
and I'm, I don't know if people are like, what if John Carpenter made it? I don't really know. As I said, it's just one of those lost things. He goes on to make Christine anyway. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. We move on. And then in like 2002, there's like a, a TV series, like um, Firestarter Rekindled or something. It's like a TV movie or a TV miniseries spinoff. But I don't think that really goes anywhere either. And then for some reason, and I have no idea why, Blumhouse decide we're remaking Firestarter. We're going to do it. Um, Because, I don't know, like, Stephen King adaptations recently, have have they gone down well? I don't know. Pet Cemetery made money, but I don't think a lot of fans were happy with it. Mm-hmm. I remember liking it, but I'm, I, I've read that fans are not, they prefer the original. Doctor Sleep is well received. I saw it that Very, very well received. It, yeah. But people prefer the director's cut, which is fucking not available anywhere, apparently. Have you tried the VPN? <laughs> no, I've not, actually. Exactly. It was released on Blu-ray in limited edition, and I didn't buy it, and now you can't get it anywhere. No. So anyway, uh, what else is there was the Matthew McConaughey one, the oh the long the ride, uh, rider. Yeah, the, that that sort of western sci-fi. Yeah, I didn't has. see it, but the apparently that was fucking the Lone Rider. No, I the Lone Ranger, but it's not the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that. Yeah, is, but no. that wasn't that's good Stephen apparently, King. right? Yeah, that was bad. That's what I mean. Recently, he's had a bit of. Like, eh, not too sure about him. I think that one's... One so I don't really know why they're intrigued to remake Firestarter, except I'm thinking, oh, Blumhouse. Blumhouse likes to make, like, big popcorny, silly horror movies. They try to appeal to a mass market. It's low budget, but they try to appeal to a mass market. Which, from all the stories that you have read from Stephen King, which one would you make a movie? Oh. I know which one. Yeah, I know which one you would say. <laughs> You're going to say The Boogeyman. Or? Which, by the way, I believe The Boogeyman is being made it's into a movie. Be- yeah, I remember. With the guy that did Jed. I can't remember his name now. He did Host. The Zoom Ghost oh, movie. Oh, that was good. That was good. That movie was good. I thought it was fine. I'm more looking forward to Dash Cam. But yeah, I'm sure he's doing The Boogeyman. And I'm a bit annoyed because I've always had a take for The Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. My take is that the, the spoilers for the boogeyman, the psychiatrist and the patient should be the same person, should be played by the same person. Why? I don't know. It just feels like it's more of a movie about you're inner confusing. demons and. No, you're confusing. It's not about inner. It's about the the, the monsters it, exist. T- that's. <laughs> I know that to me is. Like, I remember you giving me that story and being like, this terrifying. Oh my god, it gives me shivers and I bet it. Oh. And then I read it and I was very disappointed that at the end it turns out to be like, oh, it was a monster all along and he's just talking to a monster. I'm like, that's so silly. No, it's it didn't get me. Oh, it so did get like, me like, if it wow. Was, you know, I don't know. Or the man Plus, in the black suit. Man in the black suit's creepy. That one, it can, creepy. Kind, of, yeah. kind of can do like a... How's it called? Slender is the one that the Slenderman. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. That freaks me out. I mean, I, I'm after. Oh, it's the devil. The man in the black suit is but, the but devil. But kind of reminds me like like that. How I will imagine it. You know, I don't know why. Mine kind of. No, like I that. just imagine him as the devil. 
Colin like he's just a just a man in a black suit, but he is the devil. He's yeah. Satan. I don't know, but I actually it happens to in the forest, about right? That story not uh-huh. too long ago. Okay. Um, and they sort of discuss it in interesting ways that made me want to go and back and. I I want to read it again, actually. Yeah, that'd but be a good one to adapt. That I one think. is good, and it's in the forest. Happens in the forest, it's, right? It's very very it-ish, I think. Yeah, forest. It's about a child. A little bit. It's set in the you know fifties or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's a good one, but for some reason they've decided Firestar. I don't know why. Yeah. And I'm thinking. Well, if the criticism well. for the old one is that it's boring, then the one thing that Blumhouse is going to do is make this silly and insane. Like, this is going to be maybe a bit of fun or whatever, or maybe it's going to be really violent, or maybe it's going to be this or whatever, but the one thing it won't be is boring. They will have, like, action set pieces every fucking ten minutes. They will have people's eyes blowing out their heads. I don't know. This is going to be camp and silly. It's a story about a girl that can throw fire. Because if they want to avoid something, at least not being boring. Don't you know? make it boring. Yeah, because that was a problem for the first one. Again, neither of us have seen the first one. We've just... That's the criticism I've heard of it. Is It's not a bad movie. It's a dull movie. So I was just like, if that if that's the criticism that I've heard, having not seen it, like it's that's filtering through, um, you know, the general consensus of pop culture, then surely the studio behind the new one knows that that people think this might be boring. Let's let's go balls to the wall with whatever budget we've got, and I think the budget's twelve million, which isn't much, but for Blumhouse is quite a lot because they normally don't go above five. So it's over double what everybody used to talk about the Blumhouse limit. So there's money there somewhere. Yeah. And I'll tell you where it's gone. It's gone to John Carpenter to come in and do the score with his son and uh, Daniel Davis, I think is the other guy, who he did the score for the Halloween movies recent, the David Gordon Green ones. He's done the score for those um, with these Cody... I'm getting my words muddled up here. John Carpenter, his son, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davis, they have done the scores for the recent Halloween movies and now Firestarter. That is an expense because Carpenter doesn't come cheap. And the other expense is one Mr. Zac Efron. Oh, God. Who is cast in this movie... Only for a Twitter joke, as far as I can figure out. Yes, yeah, the same. Like a joke that you made. You I didn't know, make twenty the minutes joke. into the movie. Oh yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> I didn't make the joke. No, no, oh, I didn't no, make yes, the did, joke actually. when it was a thing. Like people was um, it was because of the Netflix show about him going to different places to try to adapt more, like. I don't know, like to save the planet or whatever. Or find yeah, things so to do. Thing. He sort of abandoned acting for a while yeah and he went into this adventure thing mm-hmm. and people were making fun of his body like oh now he's like a dad like a da- has a dad body mm-hmm. but he, no he still looks good he just look a little bit like no like with the six pack or anything but he doesn't look bad i thought but he has a six pack in this it, yes he does he's like a daddy like uh, yeah you said it's totally miscast Yes, I so totally the last film he was in, apparently, 
was Gold, which uh, is an Australian survival thriller, which came out on a streaming service, Stan, in January of this year. What the fuck is Stan? I have no idea. And, and we don't know. And we know all this, the, the streaming. It's an Australian streaming service, Stan. Okay. okay, so he was in a movie this year, so fair enough, good for him. Before that, it was voice performances, and you have to go back to 2019. It's extremely wicked, shockingly evil. I watched that. He played Ted Bundy. I haven't he, seen he is a really good Ted Bundy. I haven't seen But it's, a, it's it, because they they said that Ted Bundy used to be handsome. Yeah. And I watched the movie, and I'm like, I do want to. Like, I know he <laughs> killed people. I know what he did. I, I just saw that in the movie. I just still want him. I want him to win. I, like he, oh no, he's so good as that. Yeah, is that that Bundy Zac Efron? Yes, please. So, Zac Efron is an attractive man. That's oh, what we're getting. Oh, at. he's beautiful. Right? Yeah, he is. It's undeniable. And the joke of him being cast in this movie is that he's playing a father, a dad. Now he doesn't have a dad bod in this movie, but he is daddy. That's the joke he's elements, and that's the joke I've seen people make on Twitter. Yeah, totally. I mean, and, it came natural. Yeah, fair enough. But what I mean is, it one good, good bet. Fair enough. Well done. Ten out of ten. I chuckled. But he's not a dad. No, he's not a dad. You don't feel the connection. You feel more like he's taking care of his sister. And like the, she likes that. Like, like he feels love for her as I need to protect her because it's my sister. No, like it's my daughter, and like I'll do everything, you know, like to yeah. protect you. It, it just feels like. How old is Zach Efron? Oh, Zach Efron is thirty three or thirty four. He's thirty four, right? He's thirty four. That's not that old. No, how old is the girl in this movie? Like 12? Yeah, so that means he has been a dad since his early 20s. Well, in the movie, actually, they both looked like they were studying in college or something. Oh, and that's when they had the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of, that's why they look kind of like a young couple. Okay. Having just looked at Wikipedia now, mm-hmm. the film, the new one, mm-hmm. Firestarter, received mainly negative reviews from critics, and we're going to pile on in that, if that's not been clear already, Yeah. with many deeming it to be inferior to the original 1984 film, despite that, that having mixed reviews. So there you go. That's what I'm trying to get at, is the 1984 film isn't thought of highly, and yet this is worse. This is infinitely worse. This is and, and I said that, but I haven't seen it. It's just so fucking boring. But back to the Zac Efron thing. So, my comparison was, Zac Efron, to me, is like, I said, well, this generation's DiCaprio. And I don't mean in terms of acting ability. I don't mean in terms of acting style. I just mean in terms of the fact that that is a man you would describe as pretty before you would say handsome. Like, just a beautiful-looking face. And even DiCaprio now, I do not buy him as a father. No, I wouldn't, because he's more like a womanizer kind of type. It's just, you're just like, that guy's not having kids. No, 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 no. 
And, and he might in real life, like, or whatever. It's up to him, fine. But in a movie, I'm not. I'm, if somebody yeah. says to me, we need to cast a father figure, it's not DiCaprio. No. And Same it's with Zac Efron. Zac still, like, can play, like, um, you know, like a finance guy working in New York and having affairs here and there. Or being like the best man in a wedding or things like that. Because yeah. he's a good guy also. Like he can play a good guy. He can play a handsome guy and kind of powerful, Did tricky. But no, a family guy. A family guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just not me, that. He but... just looks like his character from Neighbors. That's just how I yeah, think of him. Yeah, he still can play a teenager. Well, not teenager, right? Like, teenage. college right. guy. And I think if he's not going to do those sort of frat bro type comedies, just do musicals. That's it. Just do yeah, musicals. Yeah, you're so good at musicals. Like, I wasn't a big fan of The Greatest Showman, but again, you're just like, yeah, this is what he's, or hairspray. he's born to do. I have good never seen morning, that. Baltimore. I don't buy him in a horror movie. I just, I don't. It's not, uh, but I haven't seen him or as Ted Bundy. Or kill him first. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him as Ted Bundy. I will say that, but... Yeah, Ted Bundy's good. In this performance here, I was just... One, he seems bored, stiff. Two, he seems like he's in it for a paycheck. And then you would say, but the budget's not that high. And as I already explained, he's getting fucking half of it. I'm telling you right now, Carpenter's got half, everyone's got the other half. And the rest of it has gone... It's like a fucking Kickstarter campaign or something because there's no fucking effort on effects. There's no effort in set design. Like, I described this to you as a movie that would look pretty at home Mm -hmm. on like a 5pm dinner time uh, slot. Like, somebody's like, oh, I want to watch... NCIS or whatever those fucking shows are, you know, CSI Miami, all those sort of shite, right? <laughs> Just your usual routine thing where it's like, oh, maybe there's a little bit of action in it, but you don't actually see much violence. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's dinner time, come on. That's what this is. Yeah. This is a movie about a girl that can throw fire, and every time somebody fires a gun, the camera cuts away because you're not allowed to see the bullet go in. Yeah, that's true. What are we like, doing? you know what? You know what? You find it. I found it more like aspect of horror in Doctor Strange with the killings there than in this movie. Yes, Doctor Strange. But yeah, that, that's they cut Sam one Reedy, of the, a horror legend. Yeah, they cut one of the whatever in this universe Avengers in half, and and it's <laughs> like what? Like the killings are brutal. Like, in Doctor Strange. Yeah. For a Marvel movie, yeah, yes. for a Marvel movie, and yes. I thought, and I, my friend, when my friend when he went to see it, he sent me a voice note the next morning, and he's like, "Oh my god, he didn't know anything about the director or anything, yeah," and he's like, "It was quite brutal how they killed the people," and I, I feel some parts it was quite like a horror movie, and then I was like. <laughs> Did you know the director? (laughs) Oh, you didn't, right? Well, let me tell you. Yeah, but the director is the same director of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Well, but you have Carpenter. But you have Carpenter here that can maybe, like, drop a little bit there. Like Carpenter isn't a filmmaker, though. Anymore. Anymore. He just does scores. You can just make a suggestion, like, oh, 
I'm a little bit more splash of I would have fucking hoped so, but I'm assuming the score was written post the film, and that's why, even though the score is, guys, it's not good. It's Carpenter's weakest score in fucking years. But I did It's I did still recognize the best it. bit in the movie. Yeah, and I did recognise him, I was like, oh, Callum, I said even the end. Sounds like Callum. Sounds like Callum, like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, he's got his signature style. He yeah, that's doing. cool. Like, he keeps that signature yeah, I, style. I agree. But now, he's sort of changed, like, over, when he came back for the Halloween movies, like, now that he's working with his son and this guy, Daniel Davis, I think his name is, they've added, like, sort of, like, Nine Inch Nails guitars into it, where it's, like, synth, 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 and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Hmm. Um, yeah, it's not a good score. I listened to it again today, because I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll... Didn't get a fair chance. Yeah, maybe you're Nah. And then I went back and listened to, like, Halloween Kills and Halloween. Again, not even his best ever scores, but they're just infinitely better than the Firestarter score. And it's still infinitely better than the rest of the movie. Like, it baffles me how bad this movie is. This, here's my gambit. This is my least favourite movie of the year. Mm. Below Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I know. I really like that one. What, you like Firestarter or Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, Texas. Right, well, there you go. So this is worse than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Below Fantastic Beasts. Oh, wait. Do you think Fantastic Beasts is better than Texas? No. Oh, okay. I think Fantastic Beasts is better than Firestarter. Oh, okay, yeah. Firestarter is bottom. Okay. Then it's Fantastic Beasts, mm-hmm. I think. Then it's uh, Choose or Die, the Netflix movie. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, And then it might be either Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Studio 666. Again, I can't remember which one it is. But again, these movies are all at the bottom because I remember thinking they're so, so boring. And this one's just the most boring. I forgot almost everything about it as soon as I walked out. Yeah, same. It's about a mother and father who have psychic powers that they can't really use because it fucks with their brain but they've had a daughter who she's, she's got infinite powers, it doesn't fucking matter, she can throw fire and heat things up uncontrollable and it doesn't affect her in any way but there are people looking for her she doesn't know how to control it yet so anytime she gets angry things just go on fire things blow up and it's the, the government are coming to, to get your daughter. And it's that sort of thing. The men in black are coming. You've got to mm-hmm. go on a road trip. And the thing that sort of, well, I say the thing. I've named like three already. The movie feels small. So this is like a chase, or supposed to be at least like a chase across America. Or a chase across a state at least. They're outside maybe twice in the movie. Mm, yeah. And when they're inside, it just feels like they're in the same house, even though it's a different house. It looks exactly the same. And then when they go to the government facility, it's the most dull thing in the world. Now, you might say in real life, government facilities are notoriously dull. This is a sci fi horror movie about government agents looking for superhero ki- children. Yeah. You know, this movie should be pulsing with neon lights. It should be, this building should be. Fucking terrifying. It should be... What's should that be architecture? Really you know, that Soviet Union Soviet block? Blocks, like, yeah. terrifying. Like metal block, yeah. like walls painting green. The kind of thing where someone yeah. will 
bad shit happens in that building. Yeah. They would never build that in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's a movie, so bad shit happens. Whereas this is just like, it looks like a kind of, you know, the sort of modern kitchens and bathrooms that people put up. No, in looks new like build houses looks, where they're no, all no, no. white. It's all looks beige. Looks like Kim oh. Kardashian's house. <laughs> exactly like that. It looks like Kim Kardashian's house, and you're like, yeah, I kind of want to live there. Yeah. Kim Kardashian has it. Why it's not? Nice, clean, clean. Glass. Yeah, like seems fine. Yeah. It's but there's fine. no personality to it. Well, no. That's the thing. It should have personality. It should have the personality of a terrifying government agency. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But it do doesn't. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I wanted to mention in this movie because it's an episode. We're back. People are probably wondering why they're still listening because we haven't said one good thing about this movie <laughs> and we haven't really got into it but there isn't anything to get into it's so dull oh yes I know what it was what the bit that made me there was one bit I was like I probably will hopefully will never forget this for the rest of my life oh, and God. I said to you I want to start doing this to people okay do you not remember this no when they are fleeing from the government and they're uh-huh. on the side of the road and they're hitchhiking to uh-huh. get a ride Oh, yeah, you loved, You didn't tell me. I did tell you. Okay. It's oh, a, yes, I, I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the exact line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember the exact line of dialogue, but the wee girl says something along the lines to Zac Efron, her father. She says something along the lines of, like, why are we leaving, Dad, or something like that. Yeah, why well, we need to leave, why well, we need to something run like away. That. And Zac Efron goes, because they're following us. And I laughed and was like, I don't think you have explained that to her before this moment. Like, <laughs> you are on a short fuse. If she's asked that for the first time that we've seen, the yeah. audience hasn't seen her ask this before because you haven't run away yet. This is the first scene of you running. <laughs> and she's like, why are we running that? And he's like, because they're coming. Duh. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I want to start doing that to people when they ask you a question. Just snap, just like as if it's so obvious. Que malo. Um, and that's it. Like this movie, just none of it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense in terms of like they have powers, government comes, they need to run away. Yeah. Whatever. But the story it doesn't make there, sense in terms just... of how people perform, how yeah. people act. You know, those sort of things, nothing tracks. It doesn't ever feel real. You can't buy into it at any moment. And yeah, it's a movie that I don't think I will be surprised is forgotten about within about a week and a half. Yeah. I was about to say two months, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're hard. So that's my rant over. You yeah. Know, else you want um, to add about Firestarter? I just said, like, I think... I think exactly the same in Zac Efron is miscast. Yeah. I don't believe he's a dad. Shouldn't be in this movie. I think most people are miscast though. Like, I even think the wee girl is oh, miscast. Oh, well, that was my next point. I really like the wee girl. I like her voice. Like, daddy. Like, daddy. I, like, I don't know. To I like me, the, nothing voice. about it has the voice a personality a bit... or soul. It doesn't have that tangible... Well, like Drew, kid... I haven't seen the original, so I can't compare to Drew Barrymore's performance. But I have seen Drew Barrymore act as a child. I've seen E.T. And she has character. She understands. Oh, she has... seen G- uh, E.T., so he's a... Yeah, he... No, but what I mean is this week... Like, I, this 
this is just like someone's you know she just won a competition to be in this movie or something oh really no i just made that up but you believed it for two seconds which means it's not a great performance no i mean like that's fair enough i don't know yeah it's just i don't know well um yeah so i did like the girl uh apart from that yeah the rest of it was bad yeah i wouldn't watch it again i wouldn't recommend it no uh I mean, I wouldn't do that for Sake from sake. Like, no, go and see The Greatest Showman. Go and see. Is that his uh, best film? I I just love The Greatest Showman. This is the greatest show, and like he comes in the knees and like. Neighbors is his best film. Oh, oh. keep it down. <laughs> keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> um, I just love Sake from. It's it's in my top list of people I like. Apart from Callum. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah. Firestarter. Don't go and see it. Yeah, that's probably... Don't recommend it to your friends. Do recommend it to your enemies. And we'll be back. Fuck when... knows when. Hopefully I don't have a seizure. <laughs> Callum, don't say that. Um, which do you... Do we have a next movie or something? The plan is to do Lux Eterna. Eterna. Oh, is that the Gaspar Noel? Yeah, but it's the Gaspar oh. Noel DVD release. I and it's a know. short film. It's only like 50 minutes long. Okay, I can do that, but I... Oh. Okay. So, because it's horror, I think, um, it's Gaspar Noel month. He's had Vortex come out in the cinemas, which is not a horror, but is fucking terrifying, because dementia is terrifying. Um, so, yeah, it just seemed like a... Hey, there's not much, well, people in America, if they're listening to this, or in North America, Canada, wherever, are probably screaming like, eh, why don't you do men? And it's like, eh, fucking hell, we will do men, calm the fuck down, but it comes out in June here. Even though Alex Garland is English, it should be coming out in the UK first. Yeah, why did they decide that? And Annihilation didn't come out in cinemas here. Fucking hell, the UK has fucked Alex Garland over. Anyway, we will do men. <laughs> we will do men. Yeah, but that sounds sexual when you say it like that. Oh, oh was was the uh, anyway? No, uh, but yeah. So, okay. Lux Eterna's up next. That'll be the end of the month. Men will be at the beginning of June. Uh, oh, the Black Phone comes out in June, so that'll be June. Oh nope God. is July. So there's stuff coming. We'll talk about stuff as long as we can remain healthy. And <laughs> I know. We'll do my best. That's that's all we can do. Gracias por escucharnos. Yes, a la próxima. Bye.